0: It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back. So glad that you're joining us for this special edition of Money for Lunch. Today on the show, lawyer Norm Blumenthal, we're going to be talking about wages need to continue to rise. Uh, You know, Norm uh, Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Also in 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Uh, Norm's a regular contributor here, and one of my favorite people, Norm Blumenthal. Welcome back.
1: Nice to be back, Bert, and uh, let the good times roll. It looks like um, not only are the costs of things going up, but uh, wages and, and are going up, and the uh, administration's helping that. But let's let's start with a little anecdote. A friend of mine who uh, gets his car washed uh, every week, and uh, oh, he's been charged thirty-five dollars a car wash for a long, long time. <laughs> and uh, yesterday, he told me. Uh, the car wash uh, guy, the uh, independent contractor, uh, came and said, you know, we're, we're going to have to raise your rate now, and so from now on, we're going to start charging you $80 a car wash. <laughs>
0: wow! <laughs> so That's a was, nice little bump,
1: huh? <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little bump, and so he decided, well, in that case, he'll get his car washed every other week. But <laughs> in In any event, uh, that's what you're seeing in in terms of costs where people can do it, and um, you, we see everything going up uh, rental cars. Um, I tried to rent a car um, for in the this summer just to go for a weekend up in uh, Tahoe, and I took I had a flight to Reno, and I went to rent a car and it used to be a couple hundred dollars for the weekend. Now it's a thousand dollars. So uh, every there's no rental cars out there, and uh, there's there's starting to be some loosening on the lumber. I heard this morning, but for right right now uh, there's no lumber out there. Gasoline prices we all know have gone up. Food prices are going up. Appliance prices are going up. If you can get them, um, we ordered a, a generator, and they told us the uh, estimated time of arrival for a generator is December. So uh, there's shortages, but I think that's all good because that means uh, more manufacturing, more people are going to be hired, more workers, um, and they, they say there's eight million jobs out there that are ready for the taking, and all they need to do is um, is offer them enough money to go back to work, and I think uh, we'll be having um, you know some good new, good numbers on employment very shortly. Um, so I think we all should stand by. I don't know if you're seeing it where you are, uh, but we're seeing it here.
0: Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, I can attest to uh, it's very difficult to find a a rental car, Uh, and uh, yes, uh, things like lumber have shot up. Uh, The gas here in the great state of Arizona has shot up, Um, and do you attribute this to what is this hyperinflation kicking in? Is this the fact that uh that uh what do you call it uh employers are starting to pay more? What do you attribute all this to
1: well i, I think I attribute to the fact that uh they they stopped producing you know right down the line when the pandemic hit uh people couldn't go to work uh you know in a lot of places for a long time. Especially in manufacturing jobs, and so or wouldn't go to work because you know they were afraid that they would be uh, catch the virus. So, so you just didn't have the personnel to turn out the products. And uh, now people are returning to work. You have the personnel to turn out the products, but the manufacturing hasn't caught up with it. So I, I look at it as as temporary. But you know we all know from past experience. Prices don't come down. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just one of these things. I think we've got to get used to these higher prices. But at the, by the same uh, token, uh, it has to be passed along. And so government needs, my point is, is they need to step in and protect labor. And um, the, the Biden administration, fortunately, has just come back in. And they're going to protect uh, what we call... Um, on-site managers uh, for lack of a better term uh, there's exemptions to overtime law and these exemptions to overtime law are if you are a a manager uh, an assistant manager a professional uh, you are not entitled to overtime you're what's called exempt from overtime and right now the exemption kicks in at $17 an hour so if you're running a uh, hamburger a fast food uh, location um, and you're getting $17 an hour, they can work you, uh, and if it's in a state where the minimum wage is $7.25, they can work you as many hours as they want as long as they don't go below $7.25. So you get these uh, kids in, in these uh, uh, managing uh, fast food restaurant where they're working 60 hours a week. So the Biden administration, the Obama administration was going to change that, but it never happened. And uh, they were going to take it up to $23 an hour, which would have cured it in 2000, um, you know, uh, uh 16, but now the uh, uh Biden administration wants to take it up to $40 an hour, which I think is a good number. And um so if they take it up to $40 an hour, now you they if they're going to have if they're going to classify the person in the location as being exempt from overtime, they're going to have to pay him at least $40 an hour. And that they're not going to do. So they'll end up paying him for his overtime or her overtime and uh they'll they'll get their $17 an hour for all hours worked. And that's really what what the goal is right now all these fast food restaurants are paying, in California anyway, are paying between 15 and $20 an hour already. So um, we got that. We just have some exemptions here that, uh, that we need to get rid of at the federal level, and they're doing it. So we're seeing a change um, in the administration, which is helpful also. So I, I think uh, we're on our way to getting money in the hands of people that will spend it I think people were hesitant to spend money during the pandemic because they didn't know which way the winds were blowing, but it's starting to settle out. And I'm very optimistic uh, with the Biden administration that uh, we'll have some good laws in California with the Newsom administration. We've really had some good laws to protecting employees. Um, And we've passed a a lot of these um, that, that are in play now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, what do you call it i think that uh, you had sent me over this report uh regarding uh labor secretary marty walsh and uh, uh, i thought that was a pretty interesting thing i don't know if you want to talk about that
1: yeah that's what i was that's what i was referring to and I, what i was doing is i took the um, the annual uh numbers down from like it used to be uh it is now thirty thirty five thousand 35000 a year uh, is what they, and you compute that back at $17 an hour. That's how they compute it. But what you're seeing is this is, uh, they're going to be raising the, these wages. And when you get into the, what's called the 55th percentile, um, that takes you all the way up to 82000 a year, which is $40 an hour. It comes back down to uh, where you're going to be if you're going to be exempt from overtime. Because this exemption has been abused um, across the country. Um, to have people work overtime and not get paid for it. Right. And uh, it's a, it's been a problem because they classify these, these persons as exempt, which they may fit the criteria otherwise as being a, a person in charge of hiring and firing. They're a person that sets the hours for other people. They employ three or more people at the location. So the other parts of the test are, are pretty nominal to have a person exempt from overtime. But the key component is is the wage um, component, and that's what uh, the focus is on uh, now at the federal level. So I I think we'll see that sooner rather than later. The Obama administration tried to do it, but they waited so long. I mean, they waited eight years. They waited so long that by the time they they were set to put it into effect, uh, they were no longer uh, in power. And so it was – It was junked by the uh, Trump administration, and there it it sits. It's currently at uh, $35,000 a year or $17 an hour, which is for a manager is clearly not not enough uh, when you're working them 60 hours a week, and they're really not getting $17 an hour. They're really getting more like $7 an hour. So that, that's what you're seeing, but that's that's just the first part of it. The other part of it is these ind- people being classified as independent contractors, which is a whole other problem issue. You know, with um, rideshare uh, not uh, rideshare. Um, uh, you know, you have Uber and and Lyft and uh, DoorDash, and uh, there's there's a test for for them. I mean, if they're working full time for these. Um, companies then they, they have to be uh paid, you know, the minimum wage and that's not happening either. So there's there's a big dispute over that. It's called the A B C test and uh that has not been resolved yet. How and in what way the uh, ride rideshare i I guess it's called ride rideshare program um and uh you know, DoorDash and Lyft and Uber, how that's going to work out. Uh it remains to be seen But in all events, when people go to work, they have to receive the minimum wage. The problem with those issues are when you classify a person as independent contractor, they end up paying both the employer and employee's share of payroll taxes, and they end up not having workers' compensation. They don't have unemployment insurance. And so there's a a uh, myriad of, of, of problems that go with being classified as an independent contractor. You're kind of out on, on the limb. So th- those are the two areas that I think that the Biden administration, uh, will clean up and, uh, hopefully I get it to the point where, um, uh, these people will be protected and they'll, they'll get a, a living wage and, you know, the way it goes. Sure. So that's sure. All, all
0: Absolutely. Good. Well, and, and I think that, I think that, um, Dang it! Uh, my my thought just fell off the track there. But uh, I was going to say, you know that that we're seeing, uh, I, I think, an aggressive move to try twa- to try to equalize this whole pay thing because you know I've talked to this about numerous times. You know it, it's ridiculous to think that somebody can live on seven or eight dollars an hour, and, and and you can't even live on really you can you can barely live on fifteen dollars an hour depending on what city you're in, and if you're in, an, in, let's say, in an expensive city, then really you need a minimum of probably 20 or $25 an hour.
1: And, and the economy is, is, is not local anymore. You know, you're not living in the local economy. So all these states that refuse to wa- raise their minimum wage from $7.25 an hour, the people that they're paying $7.25 an hour on one, one, one wage – Two wages. They they can't afford what the products that come in from out of state, because the product value, as as you can see, the cost of goods sold and the cost of services rendered are going up so high that they effectively have taken the people in their state out of the equation. They can't travel, you know. They they can't uh, leave the state. They can't uh, go on Amazon and bring. Uh, products in because it's it's out of their price range they can't even pay for their gasoline so this is where the the other states unlike california and the and the blue states the red states need to you know get to the point where they recognize they have to help their uh, their workers and hopefully the uh, persons in their legislatures will change, where there will be uh, people in power who will be more receptive to the needs of the people as opposed to the needs of uh, business. And that's really where we are right now, and it's a question of whether or not we're going to see that in the next election. Are we going to see the people in in these red states, you know, now that they uh, – have all of their, I think, all of their social issues of uh, women's right to choose and gun control. They've pretty well won all of those uh, battles in the Supreme Court. And uh, so they really don't need um, the the Republicans to help them with that anymore. What they need is more money in their pocket. So I think uh, we've talked about before, everybody at the end of the day, is going to vote their 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 pocketbook hopefully in the next election coming up in uh, in 22 so we'll see but uh there's some really important issues economic issues that people across the country need to um look at you know in terms of their financial well-being when they they go to the polls next time and so we want to you know make sure that all these issues are out on the table you know california is doing great we have a $15 minimum wage pretty much across the board now. And in in California, we're the fifth largest economy in the world. And it's booming, and we, you know, follow the protocols for the, the pandemic, and we're the first ones out of the gate now. Um, in, in the South, they don't, and, you know, they can't get out of the gate. They're still having problems with, with COVID, and and variance and it looks like there there there's going to be problems across the south coming up in the fall it's kind of scary for these people like you know my heart goes out to them that they haven't don't have the government in place to protect them
0: yeah absolutely uh you know it's it, it's uh the the other thing i wanted to to bring up we've had uh, a new administration now for uh what six months? Roughly six months, right? Seems, seems um, longer, but yes, yeah, se- six months. It seems longer. Um, you know, and and again, it, it just goes to and, and and maybe it's just me. I want to get your take on this. It seems that with the Biden administration, we have uh, a lot less contention coming from the White House, right? It's it's uh, just a different way of managing or leadership style, if you will. But it, it seems like. Uh, whether you're uh, a Democrat or a Republican, whether you're liberal or conservative, uh, it seems like everybody is a little bit more at ease. What's your take?
1: Oh, oh, totally. I, you know, this this confrontational politics, which we saw for uh, four years, hopefully that is is going to be something that we won't have to live with anymore because even, you know, Biden and uh, I mean, as, as, as much as he has a gripe with Putin, um, he still sits, to talk, sits down to talk to him as, and try to figure out a ways that, the, that there's ways to resolve these issues so for the benefit of both sides, as, instead of being confrontational where it's my way or the highway. And the my way or the highway just doesn't work in this small world. It's a small world, and uh, we have to learn to live in it, and it's a small country. And we have to learn to live in it, and we have to make sure that everybody's taken care of, and and this, despite their politics. And if if you can't see your politician helping you, then put another politician in his place. You know, people can't be fooled um, by the rhetoric. Um, and I I think there's enough protection in there that that's what we're going to see. And and I think Biden has set the tone. Uh, across the country um to end this confrontational politics and and hopefully um it, it won't be there and that uh, we'll have more democrats in office uh, around the country and in in congress that actually some of this legislation uh that's helpful for people uh, will pass and that's really where the rubber is going to meet the road uh, nationally um and, you know i think in california and to some extent in arizona now um we have uh, in california we have a completely blue state and the proof is is in the pudding and we you know we we are moving along we are a homogeneous uh mix of everybody that gets along that the the concept is is to figure out a way to to make this the economy work for everybody and that that's where we're headed and if you don't have that uh, concept,
0: you'll ne- you never get anything done. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know what? And, and I think that that uh, uh, um, I, I want to say there, there are several corporations that are also making this move uh, to be more, uh, pro- I guess, uh, to be more uh, aware of, let's say, stress. Mental fatigue, mental health you uh, you're starting to see a huge movement in that area as well
1: yeah you know i i don't i out here anyway in California, everybody's very receptive you know we have uh, um, these paga laws that we've talked about before where we have private attorney generals across the state protecting employees' rights um, in wage and hour uh, cases and so at the end of the day it Corporations now realize that they can't cut corners on uh, wages, hours, and working conditions. Otherwise, they stand a good chance of being sued for penalties uh, for violating the laws. And so without having any huge governmental uh, structure, because it isn't one, it's it's lean. We have, uh, by use of the uh, Private Attorney General Act, we have uh, independent attorneys across the, the state, like like myself, who protect workers' rights um, through the Private Attorney General Act, and it's really helped employees get the protection for their meal breaks, rest breaks, overtime, working conditions, and that's what you want to see. And, of course, the laws has been passed to increase their wages. So we have a prosperous economy across the board because the money just doesn't flow to the top. The money uh, flows uh, for labor, and that's what you need to do is to get the velocity of money moving. That's what gets the economy going. You put money in the hands of people who spend it. We've talked about that. You know, If, if you give an, uh, a multimillionaire or a billionaire another million dollars, you can't possibly spend it. But if you give that to uh, um, minimum wage personnel, that million dollars will be be spent overnight on things that they need or want or uh, or or use and the economy is coming back. Baseball games are going you know, to open, um, sporting events and 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 entertainment. It's all coming back it's in California because people have been vaccinated. We have seventy percent, over seventy percent of the people have received at least one shot in the entire state, and we're going for you know herd immunity here. So this is, you know, the positive notes that you can do when people work together. And I think you hit it on the head, Bert, when you talked about we've seen over the last six months, it seems like it's been longer. But we have this different mentality across the country where people are getting together. This idea, uh, being confrontational is coming to a a short end. And I... uh, you know, a lot of it had to do with the fact because the the president, uh, former president, set the tone to be confrontational. He was confrontational on COVID from the start. You know, he wasn't going to wear a mask. He was going to be Mr. Macho. Look, he nearly died from it. If it wasn't for the medical attention that he received, he would be dead. So, you know, don't let him fool you. He's not above getting sick because he did get sick, very sick. And so that's because he wouldn't, uh, you know, he was going to be Mr. Macho, and we've we've ended all that nonsense. And I think the, across the board, and and uh, President Biden has set the tone for this concept, and in his not in only himself but in his the people in his cabinet, like we've talked about with overtime pay, I mean it's going to be across the board there's going to be protections at the federal level and hopefully the the states will follow suit and we'll 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 get get this going you know in in the deep south which seems to be intransient to these moves which is kind of sad uh to see and especially in texas i would have hoped for better from the texans
0: yeah absolutely uh you know what and it's it's uh i think it's, it's it's just funny to me uh that uh there are so many people that are still uh, what's the word i'm looking for they they're, for lack of better terms, they're still subscribing to the uh conspiracy theories that are out there and some of these theories are ludicrous uh but i'm I'm amazed how many people are wasting their lives on it.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it, it, and it is, well, it shows you what a, a demagogue, a leader like uh, uh, Trump, how perverse he can be, and people will still follow him. I mean, come on. He lost the election, you know, okay. He got 70 million votes, but he lost by 7 million. And so, I mean, it is what it is. The turnout was there, and there was no. There's no fraud that changed the election. Everybody, they can, you know, keep looking at the ballots upwards and downwards, but there's none of that. And I I think the, you know, everybody needs to, you know, sit down and drink the coffee and smell the roses because there was no fraud. And, And the man is a demagogue and he's mentally unstable and people need to ignore him and move on. And. And, P- and also, it's a red flag for any politician would stand up and say that the election was stolen. That's somebody you don't want to vote for because they don't believe in reality. And if they don't believe in reality, how are they going to help you if they can't believe in reality? And so right. I, across the board, so that's a red flag for anybody that, that takes that point of view because it's, it's silly and uh, it's perverse. And it's just there to be confrontational. And that's what we don't want. We don't, you know, we need people to get along in our politics and in our country. You know, we need to end this idea that that, that uh, people are different just because of the color of their skin or who they pray to and all this other nonsense that people uh, put to split people up. You know, I mean, we, we need to all get together and um, and and get everybody. You know, up and running and better salaries, better working conditions. Uh, it, it's all going to happen. I, I truly believe it. And I think we're seeing just the first six months of it. We're seeing it now. And I think uh, President Biden has set the tone. And we'll see how he does with Putin. And I think it's going to be the same thing. Um, we just, there just has to be rules that the international community also has to. You can't have cyber attacks. Uh, on you know, company after country com- uh, company, this all has to end. And therefore, once there's no country for them to hide in uh, for these criminals, that'll be the end of it. It's just that right. simple. And
0: so, I, I think they'll figure all that out. Yeah, uh, you know what it, it, uh, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The, the department in charge of of that cybersecurity, they're, they're working around the clock. They are figuring that out you know and, and crooks are crooks or, or you know some of these terrorists you know they'll 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 constantly try to figure out different things uh and it'll just it'll just keep our our security people busy but for the most part i think they do a really good job yeah
1: and they you know they're they're able to trace it now and you know they, they ultimately the bitcoin and the cryptocurrency uh, once you can get into the country where it's coming from, you can trace the payments and, and grab the money, and then correspondingly grab the, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the the malware people and get them off the charts. And so, it, I hopefully working together, we'll see that happen. Uh, and it, if you know Russia doesn't want to, to play ball, then there'll be just be more sanctions on them, and they'll isolate themselves more and more. And we'll come up with another way to uh, to take care of it. But uh, I'm sure that, you know, there's, we just can't let this continue where they're, they're stealing all of this uh, information and blackmailing companies and, you know, can't even distribute, uh, you know, our uh, oil and gas. I mean, that was crazy.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but you know what? Here's kind of my takeaway. We sometimes live in this bubble. Uh, We've been very blessed that we've had very low rates of cyber attacks and terrorist attacks on our soil. And we forget that there are people out there, there are governments out there who would love nothing more than to take our society down. And we need – we just need to be aware of that, uh, that – That's just the reality. There, there are people out there who mean to do us harm.
1: Right, and you know nothing would serve Putin better than to destroy our democracy. That's where his main goal is. Because if he, if we don't have a democracy and a functioning economy and people are all against each other, then that gives him room to uh, operate as a rogue state. Because that's what he is, allowing, uh, you know, uh, blackmail to to occur from his. His country is, is unheard of, and, and he he should be called on the carpet to end this so he's not adversely affecting other other uh, businesses across the world. It's bad for business. It's bad for business. It's got to end. So I, I think that the, everybody needs to get on the same page on that one. Hopefully that's what uh, Biden's going to be telling him, and, and we'll see something to that because if they don't have a safe haven from where which they can operate, then – The only place they're going to end up is prison.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Norm, we're out of time. As always, my friends, good to have you here. Looking forward to uh, catching up with you next. Always a pleasure, Bert. You take care. Thank you. You bet. Good stuff there from lawyer Norm Blumenthal, one of America's most trusted lawyers in the area of consumer and employment law. Uh, Do me a favor, please. Share this episode with everyone you know. Let's help. get uh, get the word out there and if there's something that you thought was controversial maybe you didn't like it uh, we're definitely open to receiving your comments your critiques and as always my friends thank you so much for being here thank you so much for your support thank you so much for your show suggestions your guest suggestions Uh, it it means a lot it really means a lot to, to me and to our guests again thank you so much and remember you were created to succeed Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.